Let's be radically honest. The reason you decided to become an entrepreneur wasn't to put yourself last and sacrifice your health and well-being. You were looking for freedom. Imagine if you could create the life and business of your dreams without working any harder. Imagine if stress and overwhelm were a thing of the past. What if the way forward isn't about a brand new approach and all you need is a mindset shift instead? Business intuitive coach Ranchelle Van Bryce is here to guide you through letting go of the underlying beliefs that are holding you back so you can stop making a living and start creating your epic life. Hello, hello, and welcome. We should totally go dancing. How about, right, it's 3 p.m. Wednesday, uh, Mountain Standard Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I must be dance someplace in my world. I love to dance. Welcome to the show. My name is Ranchal Van Bryce. You're here on Inspired Choices Choices Network. Oh, my goodness. And the show is Ignite Your Success with Ranchal. Holy kadoodles. I'm having a hard time talking. This this is any indication of what's going to happen today. Hang on to your hats, folks. We're going for a ride. Super excited to be here with you. We are continuing on my little quest of sharing the Go-Giver adventure with you. We are on the next law, the stratospheric law of success. Today is about the law of influence. And I'm excited to share this with you Uh if you haven't heard the last, this was the third law, so the last two episodes, I encourage you to go back and take a listen. And the reason why is this little book has really changed the way that I look at things. I heard about the go-givers concept because I belonged to BNI. And BNI really has uh, the, this, the underlying aspect of the go-giver. And um, in BNI, they talk about giver's game. And so, you know, I understood it somewhat conceptually when I was at BNI and then through another company that I have with two amazing souls, Samantha and Candice, we have a summit that we do called the Clarity Confidence Connection Summits uh, and Events. We're actually coming up, we're doing an amazing retreat, January 18th, 19th and 20th in Hawaii, you should come and hang out with us. And we did, and let me see, it is October right now. So in September, we did a Go-Giver Challenge in our Facebook group. And it was Samantha's idea. She really, she had an awareness that her business, that her first year of business really took off. And so she she thought it was because she had been part of BNI, which is a, is a great networking opportunity if you, if you are wanting to grow your business BNI has some great, um, great ways to do that. And she thought maybe it was from BNI. But as she started to think about it, what she realized even more than BNI was that she had this giver's game. But even deeper than that, she was following uh, this particular book called The Go-Givers. And this became her values, her philosophy for her business. So we decided to do a challenge. And I must tell you, that it really uh, does did make a difference for me as well. It had me look at my business through a whole different lens. And so the first two laws were, the first one was the law of value, which is your true worth is determined by how much more you give in value than you take in payment. The second was the law of compensation. Your income is determined by how many people you serve and how well you serve them. And the third one, which is we're going to be reviewing today, is the law of influence. 
Your influence is determined by how abundantly you place other people's interests first. And I must share with you that I've always had a challenge, a personal challenge of putting other people's interests first. And here's why. Years ago, I found myself questioning whether or not that I I have a tendency to get involved in relationships that become codependent. And when um, feeling that way, because I grew up in an alcoholic home, and that is one of the, I guess, consequences or side effects uh, that can happen when you grow up in an alcoholic home, you can become a people pleaser, you you can become codependent. And I remember asking my therapist at the time, and this was years ago, if perhaps maybe this is something that I was challenged with. Uh, was codependency and we had a great discussion around it and it it was a resounding no for me about being codependent however in saying that um, the opposite side of that I guess is I am a very intrapersonal so I so I consider what's going on within myself first the consequence of that can be that I can be seen as selfish or self-centered because I think about how it will impact me first and then I consider how it will impact others next. And if given a choice, um, unless I was trying to prove my worthiness or value, which is something that I had struggled with and sometimes still struggle with, I tend to worry about myself first. So the the shadow side of that can be, as I'm saying, is when I'm trying to prove my worthiness or my value. And growing up, I really struggled with worthiness and value and had um, uh, had a real deep, insidious belief of I am not enough. And sometimes that can still still rear its ugly head. So when I was reading the law of influence, something really mind blowing uh, came to me. And, um, and I'm going to share that with you as I get into and share this experience with you. So if you've not read the book, it's the go giver book. And um, as always, when I'm teaching something, I like to share stories so that you can uh, understand how to apply, integrate and embody the work. And I want to honor the authors and uh, read from the book. So I don't want to spend my whole time paraphrasing. So Let me start with, I guess, sharing a little bit of the story. So Joe, one of the main characters, is um, working with a mentor, uh, Pindar, and mentors share with him the five stratospheric laws of success. And um, Pindar said he he would mentor Joe, but Joe had to, once he learned the law, he had to actually go to apply it. Now, this is really important information, uh, folks, not because it's part of the story, but this is life. What happens is we learn something and we don't actually apply it. And so I'm going to encourage you from now until this this day forward, when you learn something, you need to ask yourself, how can I actually apply this? And that has worked really well uh, for me. And, you know, uh, I just realized as well as I just jumped into uh, into the work here. So give me one second here while I, while I, I guess, I introduced myself as Ranchelle Van Bryce. Uh, who the heck am I? Well, I'm a sacred business coach. Uh, I'm an intuitive and I'm a reverend of metaphysics. And I work with uh, entrepreneurial women who have kind of 
tried everything to create success in their business and their life. And for whatever reason, it's not working any longer. And so people who have tried every strategy, uh, tried every marketing, have tried all of these things often seek me out because I look at things just a little bit differently. I bring science together with spirituality and I add a bit of strategy to all that. Okay, now that I've said that, let's go into the book. So in this particular chapter, um, Joe is going to his next day. So this would be the third day that he's meeting Pindar somewhere. And Joe finds himself in a life insurance building. And he's going to speak to one of the gentlemen that has the life insurance. And so he's in this incredible building. It's big. Can you imagine all glass, like a high rise? I can imagine that, what it would look like. The sky is really blue. It's warm out, so it's sunny out. And he um, goes to meet this gentleman. The gentleman's name is Sam, okay? So Sam Rosen has started out as a struggling insurance agent. And over the years, he gained a reputation as an especially fair-minded businessman. People started calling on him to serve as a negotiator or in their more difficult dealings as a mediator. And after establishing himself as the firm's top salesman, he broadened his focus and began serving as a full-spectrum financial advisor for selected clients. And it goes on a little bit more about Sam's resume. All right. So Joe says to him, you must be the best insurance salesman in the world. Um, Sam says, should be, right? Should be. I started out as the worst. When my goal was to sell insurance, I was no good at all. My first few years in the business, I floundered like a turtle on its back. Tell you what it was, it, tell you what it was that turned things around and set me right side up. Joe, right, says, may I guess, the idea of giving more in value than you took in payment. That's the first stratospheric law of success. Not a bad guess, said Sam, changing my focus from seeing what I could get to what I could give was when my career started to take off. Started to, he said. But in a business like mine, actually in any business, you know, how, you also need to know how to develop a network. I'm just going to take a moment here because this is really important. Now, often I've talked about networking, but this is different than networking. He's talking about developing a network. And so for anyone to reach this next level of, of, or the first level, let's say, but I'm going to say the next level of stratospheric success, it's about developing your network. He looked directly at Joe and said, do you know what I mean by network? And in fact, Joe had thought maybe he did and then realized that perhaps maybe like from the other laws, he didn't quite know really what Sam meant. And so Sam says, by network, I don't necessarily mean your customers or clients. I mean a network of people who know you, like you, and trust you. They might never buy a thing from you, but they always got your back, got you, pardon me, in the backs of, of their minds. He leaned forward and spoke with more intensity. They're people who are personally invested in seeing you succeed. I'm going to say that again. They are people who are personally invested in seeing you succeed. They're your army of personal walking ambassadors. When you have your own army of personal walking ambassadors, you will have referrals coming your way faster than you can handle them. Right. So Sam speaks again and he says, do you want to know what makes that kind of network happen, Joe? Of course. 
Joe does. And Sam says to him, stop keeping score. Joe asks him to explain a bit more. Sam says, just that, don't keep track. That's not networking, that's poker, right? That's not networking, that's poker. This is huge. Have you ever joined a networking group and then questioned whether you should be in the group because you weren't getting leads from it, right? I mean, I know I have, that I have joined something thinking that I'm going to develop a network of people and I'm going to get referrals, right? And so this really hit home for me because I had a recent experience where I joined something and I had had an expectation of getting something from the network. And it's funny because at different times in my life when I've joined other networking groups and I've talked to other people, well, usually women, because I I tend to, to go um, and hang out in women's groups. When people have said to me, I, um, I'm quitting because I'm not getting any referrals, my first question always is, well, how many referrals did you give? Right? And this isn't part of the, uh, well, it's kind of part of, of the laws. But it, it always starts there for me. What, what did I like? What did I give? Right. What is that person giving? So they're wanting something. But what in, what do they start with by giving? And I would say 99% of the time, the women say, well, I, I haven't. I'm waiting for someone to give me a referral. My, my response is, if everyone's waiting for someone to give a referral, there's never going to be any referrals. Right. So we have to look at this from a from the, that networking perspective. Now we're talking about what what. Um, uh, Joe and uh, and Sam are talking about, which is building a network. So there's kind of two components very interrelated here, networking and building a network. And Sam is suggesting that you can't build a network if you're always keeping score. If you're wondering how many people, right, did they connect me to or what did I get for this relationship? And that it really is about a deeper connection than understanding that. Now, have you ever been in a situation yourself where you think about um, you're building relationships, whether that be in whatever kind of relationship, and you tend to become dissatisfied because you're not getting anything from the relationship? And that can be, I'm talking any kind of relationship. One of the first things to, to, to uh, you have an opportunity then to do is to pause and to think about how are you showing up in that relationship, right? Are, and are you showing up as, you know, as you want to be treated? And there's even something deeper than that. But before I get into that deeper part, because I'll take a few minutes, let's go to our first commercial break. I want to thank you so much for joining me here, whether you're here live um, or you're listening afterwards, I certainly appreciate your time. My name is Ranchelle. You're here with me on Inspired Choices, and the show itself is called Ignite Your Success with Ranchelle. Thanks. Many of us view success as something that you arrive at, something you pursue, something you have to make happen. What if you ignited success within yourself? What if you viewed success differently, changed the way you look at it? Would you feel differently about yourself and your journey? Tuning in to Ignite Your Success with business intuitive coach Ranchel Van Bryce, you'll receive tools and insight to ignite your very own success differently. 
Join Ranchell Wednesdays on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com at 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, 2 p.m. Pacific. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspire Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspire Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Welcome back to Ignite Your Success with Ranchell. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to rvb at igniteyoursuccess.ca. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, I certainly appreciate you being here. You notice in the breaks, I invite you to connect with me. Uh, and there's if email is great for you. You can do that, rvb at igniteyoursuccess.ca. I'm quite easy to find on social media. My name is Ranchelle, and you can just look for at Ranchelle. There's not very many of me. Uh, there's just me. And then, of course, I think there happens to be something in the Philippines. There's some sort of resort. I do not own the resort. Um, however, the name is... Um, is the same as mine. There's a story behind that I'll share next time. So I was talking about the uh, five stratospheric laws of success. We're in the third law, the law of influence. I'm sharing this story of how Joe goes to Sam's office and Sam happens to share with Joe that uh, in order to, to reach a level of success, you need to create a network. And which is a little bit different than networking, but a, a network of people that know you, like you, and trust you. And they're, they're walking ambassadors of who you are and what you do. And I would venture to say that that does not happen very often. And uh, it can. Um, it can. And, the, and how do you do that? Well, we're going to talk about how you do that now. And so how you actually go about doing that is building your network is you stop keeping score. So as um, Sam says to him, that's not networking, that's poker, right? And so you stop keeping of how many people have sent referrals to you. You really come from this place. And again, this comes from this go-giver place is how can I be the connector? And I, you know, I've had this personal experience most of my life. I'm naturally a connector. I'm naturally a problem solver. And so when people have challenges, uh, very often they will message me, whether they email me or call me or, or um, you know, uh, text me and say, hey, Ranchal, I'm looking for this. Who do you know? It's kind of like, who do you know who? And or in search of, we see that in Facebook, ISO, in search of. And the reason being is I love um, getting to know people. I love to getting to know their businesses, uh, what their hobbies are. I just have a general interest in people. And because of that, when I'm asking questions, my intention really is to get to know somebody. Now, um, most of my introverted friends will say things like, oh, I could never do that because I'm an introvert. And I want to share with you that introverts actually make the best uh, conversationalists. And the reason why you make such a great conversationalist is that you are really interested in hearing what people have to say and you really don't want to talk about yourself. 
So introverts are fantastic. Extroverts like to talk about themselves. And in fact, probably a lot of people do like talking about themselves. They may not volunteer that information, but if you ask, the, uh, ask them things, people will tell you. It's amazing what people will tell you. And it's simple things like, how did you decide to get into business? Or that's a, that's a very unusual um, name or I think whatever it is, right? And people will share their stories with you. And when someone has that conversation with you, it makes it easy uh, to remember them. And because it makes it, it's easy to remember them when someone is in search of something looking for, you then would become a natural connector. And so we're, this is what we're talking about, this building a network of people, right? So that if, if someone is looking for someone who sells a yellow widget, right? Uh, they say, hey, Ranchelle has yellow widgets for sale. She's great at, you know, producing those yellow widgets, or whatever it happens to be. And so when you're doing this, when you're when you're thinking about this universal law of influence, it's also to step back and realize that you're not trying to influence so that you can have anything, right? So you're not trying to influence for power. You're not trying to influence for notoriety. You're actually not trying to be an influence or of influence. You just are. And you just are because of how you show up. Now, I had shared a little bit before the break about myself and, and how, um, you know, I can be seen as self-centered because I'm very intrapersonal. I come from it from my perspective through my, uh, through my lens. And there's a certain portion of, of um, people who do that, right? And other people think about others first, right? And what really, though, for me was a game changer um, in the Go-Giver book was when Sam said to um, I said to Joe that the, the third law of stratospheric success was to watch out for the other guy, to watch out for his interests, watch his back, forget about 50-50. 50-50 a losing proposition. The only winning proposition is 100%. Forget win-win, focus on the other person's win. Uh, this is called the third law, the law of influence. Your influence is determined by how abundantly you place other people's interests first. Now, my I went into huge resistance again when I read this. And the reason why I was in resistance is why was I didn't want to sacrifice my own personal health and well-being, my own personal boundaries for this. I want to share something with you is that when you place other people's interests first and you have a healthy dose of self-confidence and self-love and self-esteem, you will not sacrifice your own well-being or boundaries for anyone else. If we do that, we have an unhealthy boundary then. So you only have to worry about it in the sense of, um, and don't, don't worry about it, the Poor choice of words, but that, that only show up for you when you're you're um, lacking a boundary, right? When you're lacking a boundary. When I was reading this, I um, you know, I, I went and spoke to my father um, here in Edmonton, and you know, I had a conversation about this because my dad had said to me he realized years ago that his purpose was to ensure that my mom's needs were taken care of, right? And that my mom's needs were um, being uh, being taken care of, being met, and that my mom was happy. Now, when I was growing up in Alateen, my parents said all the time, you can't make somebody happy, Ranchal. 
or somebody angry or someone mad or you can't hurt someone's feelings you, you write that that's up to the person the it's the onus on the person and so I asked my dad about that and he said he rephrased it he said your mom is happy I, I desire to make her life happier right your mom is confident I desire that she has more confidence so it's kind of like the cup is full and my dad felt his responsibility was to like overflow it and th this is really interesting for me because of my the way that my personality is it it doesn't actually or didn't until that time um, actually occur to me to ask myself, how can I make this person's life easier or how can I make this person's life better? And I'm talking in all of the relationships that I had, even in my children, I've not ever thought, how can I make their life better or easy, maybe better, but certainly not easier. And it was like a mind blowing experience for me to realize that I had never asked myself that. Now, again, I know from my training, um, if I look at my human design, if you uh, if you're into human design, my profile is a one three. I'm very, very interpersonal. So I don't naturally show up that way. But now that I have that thought, whenever I'm around somebody, I think to myself, is there something that I could do to enhance their life, to expand what their business, expand who they are. How can I make my mom's life easier, my dad's life easier, or my partner Rob's life easier? And it has changed the way I've shown up in relationship. In fact, people have commented on it like, uh, who, who are you? Right? Because I, I've not approached my life that way. And the, the benefit, right, for me is to see the joy on someone's face. Now I can take that that same attitude from business or from personal and bring it into the business. So you um, listening to my show here, listening whether you're on the podcast or TV or you're on one of the Facebook Live, if my intention was to add value to your life, which is you know here, but if I really wanted to connect with you and I wanted to make your life easier. I wanted to your business to be successful. There are things that I would naturally, I naturally know how to do. I could naturally give to you, but the the especially in the world, the online world, the challenge is I'm not I'm not aware of what you what you might need. I'm tying this in for you because here's the thing: if you are struggling in business, right, you don't need to struggle in business because there's a lot of people out there like myself who'd be happy to have a conversation with you. And it doesn't have to be code for, for a sales conversation. And this is one of my things, people in my industry, they're like, let's do a discovery call. And it's not really, it's, it's um, not, it's well, maybe a discovery call, but then they flip it into a sales call. Now I'm not dissing that person. I just don't show up that way. When I said to you, let's have a chat, like, let's actually have a chat. Right? Like, I mean, I have a lot of information in my head. You're, you can have access to it. It's free. It's just roaming around in there. You might as well like open up the brain and have access to whatever is here. It's my gift to you. So if you're struggling with something in business, connect with me. Who knows? Maybe I can be of assistance or perhaps maybe I can connect you to someone who could be of assistance. Again, not code for a sales call. So take, I'm going to take a pause here. There's so much I want to share with you. What if you started asking yourself um, in business? So I'm going, to, I'm going to stick to business here for a moment. If you start asking yourself, how can you make your clients business or lives easier, right? 
how can you maybe even make it better, right? I really like the word easier because I'm all about ease, right? I believe that ease and flow is our natural state of being. So that's why ease works for me or easy, ease and easy. What if you start asking that? What if you start asking yourself, um, what could I do, right, to have to make the my audience, right? And I'm a target audience. So we can go specific to that uh, life business easier. What, what could I do? How could I show up, right? And when we start approaching things from that way, who could I connect you to, right? I mean, I have, I don't know, 3,000 people that I, I, that I know on Facebook. I would say that I've been in contact with three quarters of them. I mean, I have how many thousands of people on LinkedIn? Um, I have a network um, of people. Who knows? Perhaps maybe I know somebody that you need to talk with. And this is what I'm talking about, building this network. So continuing in this book, um, Pindar now, who's one of the other characters, said, if you place the other person's interest first, your interests will always be taken care of, always. Some people call it enlightened self-interest. He says, watch out for what other people need with the faith that when you do, you'll get what you need. This is what creates influence. Most people think that what creates influence is money, position, maybe a history of outstanding accomplishments. Sam and Pindar said, yes, that's what most people would think, but that comes afterwards. So all of those things come afterwards, success, um, position, money, accomplishments. Accomplishments come after. So they're saying what comes first is putting other people's interests first. That to me really truly was a mic drop moment because I don't naturally put other people's interests first. So I started to see the gaps in how I was showing up and um, and how others showed up. Now, I didn't have a story behind it. I didn't like, you know, go into this, oh, woe is me, um, or I'm a really, you know, crappy mom or crappy partner or crappy business owner. But I just became aware that there was a, a different way that I could show up because results of my life, the results of your life are based on how you're showing up right now. If you want different results, guess what? You need to behave differently. And if you want to behave differently, you need to have different emotions and different thoughts and different beliefs. Because you cannot change an action until you change the belief. And if you don't know what belief you have that's attached to that action, you will not get the results you want because you have to understand what the belief is. Whether it's if it's an empowering belief, you'll have stratospheric success. If it's a limiting belief, you won't. You'll have more of what you don't want. So if you're looking for a different outcome, cool news is it starts with you. You just need to come maybe unpack where it's starting because it's uh, guarantee you it's not starting where you actually think it is. All right, let's go to our next commercial break. Thank you so much, everyone. My name is Ranchelle. We're here on Inspired Choices Network. And of course, just in case you didn't know it, you are here with me on Ignite Your Success with Ranchelle. Many of us view success as something that you arrive at, something you pursue, something you have to make happen. What if you ignited success within yourself? What if you viewed success differently, changed the way you look at it? 
Would you feel differently about yourself and your journey? Tuning in to Ignite Your Success with business intuitive coach Ranchelle Van Bryce, you'll receive tools and insight to ignite your very own success differently. Join Ranchelle Wednesdays on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com at 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, 2 p.m. Pacific. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. Welcome back to Ignite Your Success with Ranchell. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to rvb at igniteyoursuccess.ca. Welcome back, everyone. So before we get into this next part um, of the show and in this next part, we're going to talk about real life examples because I'm all about here's some information, but how are you going to apply it and how are you going to integrate it? And then, um, of course, how will you embody it? That's the key. And every show, I always pull a card and I'm in my office here in Edmonton. And so this, I'm, I'm working with Rebecca Campbell's Work Your Light card deck. That's what I have with me here. The card that was pulled today was Anna, Grandmother of Jesus. And so I just love the artwork um, in this particular deck. So seed in the light, laying foundations and divine plan. So Anna, Grandmother of Jesus, was an ancient mystic who dedicated her life to laying the foundations for Christ consciousness to be woven through all of life. She is not widely known, but without her, Christ consciousness would not be rising as it is today. Anna represents the quiet dedication that is sometimes required to live a life of service. She represents the generations that come before that devoted their lives to dreaming a new world into being while knowing that they would not see the glorious end result. She represents the dutiful soldier, the unconditional mother, and the mystic who can see the thread that is woven through all of life. Anna teaches us that we all have a part to play in the divine plan. It doesn't have to be on the world stage to be significant. One person's part is not worthier than another. One person's part may be to mother their children. Another's may be to gather women in circle each month. No part is better or worse, more important or less significant. We each have within us a seed of light that we incarnated to share. Anna is gathering all of us to remember and surrender to our part of the plan. And I love this. I think it's so appropriate because we're really talking about, right, how can we make other people's lives more significant even? Again, use the words that resonate with you. And I love this because I don't believe that there is any such thing as coincidence or accidents, even when we pull cards, right? And I love pulling cards because there's a part of me, the spiritual side of me that's been around for a very, very long time. And I love to balance both, as I said earlier, both uh, the science, right, with spiritual, with strategy, because I believe you can have the best strategy in place. And I experienced this when I owned my 
um, used to own uh, a sales and marketing agency. They would build marketing funnels for people and they just wouldn't do what was required. Like they paid thousands and thousands of dollars for it and wouldn't do anything with it. And it was the mindset. It was, it was the fear of not being enough, the fear of rejection, the fear of abandonment. And so after I sold my, my agency, um, I decided to pursue coaching at a deeper level so I could kind of bring together all of these pieces. And, and I love working with, you know, women who have really tried everything and they're like at their wits end and they're like, there must be something more. And the challenge with that though, and this is my story as well, was I thought that there was something horribly wrong with me. I just couldn't figure this shit out. And that's so, that wasn't true. It was that I just look at things a little bit differently. And I was following the business models of all of these other quote unquote gurus. What I realized was that, 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 there was a personal key of success, like a personalized key to success. And this is taking me on a journey since 2018. And, and I found different tools now to assist myself and my clients so that they can unlock their own keys to prosperity. And so if you are struggling in your business and you're thinking that you're missing something, um, I would say that you are, but it's not what you're what you're thinking. And I say that because if you feel like you're missing something, you are. I want to acknowledge that, but it's not what you think it is. So I'm going to encourage you to, to connect with me, you know, at RVB at igniteyoursuccess.ca. And, um, you know, and we can talk about your own personalized keys to prosperity. I love uncovering that for people. And I gift a session for people who are interested in doing that. So RVB at igniteyoursuccess.ca or find me on Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn with at Ranchelle. And let's have a conversation about what your own personal keys are to prosperity because they're different than mine, which is why if you followed somebody else's plan, it probably didn't, it didn't work for you. All right. So let's go back to, um, to the go-giver book. And we're talking about this law of influence and influence isn't necessarily what we think of it in the modern day. And that what happens is after, um, after we look at things from this lens um, of building a network and developing a network and asking ourselves, how can I make this person's life easier or this, this business easier or um, with ease or better again, word works for you and really asking yourself this now I want to give you a couple of practical examples I promised you some practical examples and so I'm going to take one from my own personal life um so I uh, have a partner his name is Rob and uh his son lives with us and his uh, and one of um Leo's friends Liam lives with us and so I'm uh, in a house full of um, adult men. It kind of feels like a bachelor pad most days, uh, which is kind of crazy. And so, you know, what was happening was there's always boy stuff lying around. There's always dishes lying around. And I'm, a, I'm the culprit as well. What I found was that if I'm in a clean environment, I can keep a clean environment. And if I'm in an environment that has a lot of stuff lying around, I leave a lot of stuff lying around. That is for those of you who may not know this, um, if you've not heard me before, I have a neurodivergent brain. And so what ends up happening is I, I will be, it's difficult for me to like be in a space like that and, and figure out what to do. Um, as my son says, I, I'm a, I have high executive functioning ADHD. And so I share that with you. This is part of, this is part of what I want to share the, the uh, common sense application or the integration of this. So after I read this, I realized that I was keeping score about dishes, right? My office is in the house and um, in Red Deer and I was keeping score. 
And so I stopped cleaning up afterwards and um, for after a longer period of time of feeling frustrated and, and taken advantage of. And I know that Rob felt the same way because then I wasn't keeping up my end. And so all of a sudden we were in this like keeping a score, this tit for tat kind of relationship around dishes, which sounds crazy. I know. And when I, when I read this book, I thought, what if I just, um, when I go home, cause I'm uh, living part-time here in Edmonton, and I live uh, in Red Deer, so I have two places. And I thought, what if when I returned to Red Deer, I didn't keep score of who's doing what dishes or who's cleaning up what, uh, who's doing what, but I just tried to make Rob's life easier and Leo's life easier. What would I do differently? And I got to tell you, dishes was the first thing because both of them um, work seven days a week. Leo's training to be in UFC. And Rob um, has um, a business that he's open seven days a week. And so he's there. He's, he's, a, he's an entrepreneur and he's there. He's busy. It changed the dynamic of our relationship. That just that one thing changed that changed things. And from my perspective now, when um, the dishes are done on a consistent basis or he, the other day he went out and shoveled snow, um, it's, it snowed <laughs> Stood a lot on Monday in a red deer and I um, had Monday off. I'd done a trade show and I was exhausted and he shoveled um, the snow front and back. I think twice in, in the day and a half, he was trying to make my life easier. And so it's, so imagine this, if you did this with your clients, right. Um, and you wanted to make their life easier. You wanted to, you wanted to offer them something that, that, uh, and something like that simple, like do the dishes, a shovel of snow, but think about it even at a, I guess the grander level of with your clients, whether you're soon to be clients or your existing clients, what can you do? In um, business, I have something that I teach called the profit formula. And part of the formula is thinking about how to increase the lifetime value of your client. Or if you have um, products that you sell, how do you increase the annual spend of your clients? And this law is directly attached to that. Because when you solve one problem with your clients, they come to you and you solve one problem another challenge or a problem will be created, right? And so how you, how you can um, increase your lifetime value or annual spend is think, how can you bring more into your business, more into coaching, like for my maybe coaching business, what else could I assist them with and help them with? And what, if, if we look at this particular law, okay, which is how do I support them? How do I make it easier for them, right? How do I create not a win-win situation for my clients, but even more? And so I've taken that viewpoint now um, into my business at a deeper level and just asking myself different questions because my intention really is to um, put their interests first, right? Put my clients' interests first. And in doing that, things are starting to shift. I'm looking at my business differently. And I think it's important that we look at things differently. In the book, um, the, the, with the law of influence, one of the things that they talk about is givers attract, right? That law, because it magnetizes you. Now, the challenge can be, truly, if you go into this, 
thinking that you're going to do this so that you became you become magnetic so that you attract more you're coming in into it with a purpose that's uh that is that is outside of the realm of the stratospheric laws of success meaning you're doing it so that you can gain and what we you really want to do is not look at it like what's in it for you the with him what's in it for me but rather through this lens of how can i develop something how can i support support people how can i give more value than what i take right how can i add more value like these laws are so so important right and so i want you to to spend some time thinking about in particular this week this this law this law of of influence and Think about ways, and sometimes it might it might be have to be creative ways, creative ways that you can take this information and you can immediately apply it. Right? What would it look like for you if you let go of the 50-50? If you let go of, and this was my this is one of the ways for me it was a game changer. I've always tried to, in everything that I do in business. I've always tried to create what I refer to as a win, 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 win. So however many parties were involved, that it was a win for everyone. So a win for me, if I had a business partner, a win for a business partner, if there's a win for the client. And after reading this and dreaming about it and thinking about how to apply it, I realized that um, the win really needs to be for the receiver. Right. So in my in my instance, it would be for my clients right, or my partner or my parents or my family or my siblings right? um, in, in all different areas. What would that win be for them? And when you approach it this way, it really does make a huge, huge difference in your world. All right, let's go to our last and final break. When we come back, I'm going to tie the three laws that we've talked about together and, and challenge you in a nice way, challenge you to uh, what you, for your what your next steps might be. So let's be back after commercial break here again. My name is Ranchelle. We're here on Inspired Choices. And of course, in case you just are joining me right now, uh, we are on the show, Ignite Your Success with Ranchelle. Many of us view success as something that you arrive at, something you pursue, something you have to make happen. What if you ignited success within yourself? What if you viewed success differently, changed the way you look at it? Would you feel differently about yourself and your journey? Tuning in to Ignite Your Success with business intuitive coach Ranchelle Van Bryce, you'll receive tools and insight to ignite your very own success differently. Join Ranchelle Wednesdays on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com at 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, 2 p.m. Pacific. Welcome back to Ignite Your Success with Ranchelle. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to rvb at igniteyoursuccess.ca. Welcome back, everyone. It's so exciting to have you here. So as promised, 
I want to tie the three stratospheric laws of success together. So this last one we've been talking about, um, this law of influence in the book, and Joe is married and he comes home and he's had a long day and his wife, Susan's had a long day. They have a rule that they follow, which is each person gets 30 minutes to kind of, you know, unwind about their day, perhaps maybe whine about their day. And then after the 30 minutes, after they each get 30 minutes, then that's it. Then they have to like stop, you know, um, I guess whining. And so in this uh, particular chapter, Joe uh, is an uh, awareness of that Susan's almost at the end of her time. He's kind of counting down, you know, so so he until he can, you know, share his horrible day and what's been going on. And he realizes just before his time is up um, that he has this opportunity just to listen, right? Just to listen to her and um, just allow her to vent. And so he does. And so she spends the evening kind of stressing about what's going on in her life. And he you know, he feels kind of hopeless because she's crying and he can't really do anything to help her because his, you know, of course, his innate nature is to fix things and to make it better. And then he goes to bed and, and wakes up in the morning thinking, oh, my goodness, I did not apply this law of influence. And um, and the deal was with Pindar that if he didn't apply it, then he, that he was done. So he wakes up um, and he realizes that his wife is gone and she's written in this note and calls him Sweet Joe. Sweet Joe, thank you so much, right, for um, all of your support and for all of the giving that you gave me um, by listening to me. And in that moment, he realizes that he did exactly that. Um, he was there for his wife and he allowed her the opportunity to vent and he wasn't keeping track of his time. It wasn't this tit for tat kind of thing. And so um, he, 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 started to apply it without even realizing we apply it. You know, when we talk about from a business perspective, we often think it just has to be from business. And this is one of the reasons why I shared with you the opportunity of me sharing with you about my personal life and the dishes, because you can start to see different areas in your life where you can show up, whether it be business or in life. And really looking at things, you know, less from creating the win-win-win, but, you know, looking at something and going, how really, what can I do um, so that the person on the other end is receiving and I'm not really worried about, you know, what I'm, um, what I'm giving. I want to add to that because I've, I've witnessed <clears throat> in different areas, excuse me, <laughs> in my world where someone is giving and giving and giving, but they have an expectation of receiving. And so that you're not giving for the gift of giving, you're giving because you have an expectation. You will always be disappointed right? when you have an expectation like that. People will always disappoint you when you expect something in return. And it's not that they're trying to, and it's not that they're not good people, but when your expectations are there, um, you can, you find yourself being disappointed. Uh, in, in the 12-step program in Alateen, they have a couple of different um, sayings. So one is, uh, so the first is that your serenity is in direct proportion to your expectations of other people, places, and things. It's a great one. Um, and the second one is called the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. And those two prayers certainly changed my life. Um, and or sayings, I guess one's a prayer, one's a saying, changed my life. And I've had the opportunity to look at things through that lens of expectations. And so um, 
I'm going to encourage you just to look at what, you know, uh, look at things with it from a, from a different perspective, right? Next week's show is the law of, of authenticity, the go-giver way. And I'm really looking forward to unpacking this next law. I think it's so important that, you know, not that I just regurgitate the information or read from the book, which I love doing, by the way, but to give you, I guess, firsthand experience of when I've, uh, this law has been applied or when I, uh, laws, pardon me, have been applied or when I witnessed them. So tying this all together, the law of value, your true worth is determined by how much more you give in value than you take in payment. And this includes all of your lead generation stuff, folks, right? Um, I believe that we should stop um, looking at building traditional marketing funnels and our marketing funnels should uh, actually be an infinity symbol instead of a funnel. Uh, One day I'll do a show, one day soon, I'm gonna do a show about that. The law of compensation, your income is determined by how many people you serve and how well you serve them, right? So again, notice how we're not talking about your top of your funnel and moving them down into the next part of your funnel. Uh, Then next, today, we talked about the law of influence. Your influence is determined by how abundantly, now this is the word, how abundantly you place other people's interests first. So how abundantly are you placing other people's interests first? Ask yourself that. How am I abundantly placing other people's interests first? Where are you abundantly placing other people's interests first? Um, In what parts of your life are you placing uh, other people's, abundantly placing other people's interests first? And last, but certainly not least, where are you placing your own interests first in your life? In what areas of your life are you placing your interests first? Where are you measuring whether it's even Stephen 50-50, right? Where are you measuring that? Are you measuring that in business? Are you measuring that in your personal life and or, right? What does that look like for you? Ask yourself these um, questions and be radically honest with yourself, right? The moment that I realized that I actually never considered um, putting someone else's interests first and asking myself, what would it be like for me? Or what? how can I make Rob's life easier? How can I make my parents' life easier? When I realized I never asked that, I was like, holy crap. My mom and I had a great conversation about it because my mother always asks that um, about uh, about in her life, how can I make this person's life easier? It's a game changer. Being radically honest with yourself certainly is the first place for you to create transformation. So honesty is first in order to move into transformation. When you can be honest with yourself, the things that will unfold for you will be a game changer. Thank you for listening to Ignite Your Success with Ranchelle. Ranchelle returns Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, 2 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Until then, be big, be bold, be brilliant, be you.